Everybody wants to rule the world. Well, America does. And as a consequence of that, it's all about the dollar. Petrodollar, la di da di da. Hello and welcome to the Crypto Standard Podcast, where we take the cryptic out of crypto. On today's episode, we're going to go through custodial and non-custodial wallets and why you should be moving your cryptocurrency onto non-custodial wallets and that means that you have full control over it and why this is important going into this political shift that we're going into. I hope you enjoy this one and if you have any more questions please reach out to us and remember nothing that we say is financial advice. Hi everyone and welcome to the next episode of the Crypto Standard Podcast with me Jim and me Jay. I've just been watching the television, Jordan, of the Ukrainian president addressing the EU, standing ovation, and then I saw Boris Johnson, who's in Poland, getting berated by a lady uh, about not doing enough. And he, I, I thought, I mean, she was really powerful and emotional. And then he comes back with, he said, he more or less said, look, I'd love to help. But the minute we send British jets up against Russian jets, you've got World War Three, mm-hmm. and that's that's where we are right now. Yeah, and it's trying to it's trying to de-escalate it, in without causing any more deaths, which is it's tricky. It's such a tricky situation, and I'm pretty glad I'm not sitting in their shoes right now. Uh, it's it, it's just it's unbelievable. The, the world I've never seen the world unite around anything like this i've never seen the whole world unite did you see what elon musk done this week yeah that was so cool that i just thought that was really cool that so the vice president tweeted elon musk this week and said elon musk can we get starlink over ukraine and that's like his satellites and within i think was it two days there, he sent uh, another tweet saying, thank you, Elon Musk. And it was a lorry with like loads of, I think, computers and Starlink was active over Ukraine. So it was all connected. It was very cool to see, like, you can ask and you will get. It's not all bad. Well, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Anyway, one thing that's really perplexed me today is... Bitcoin has gone in some crazy rally over the last two or three days, and it's sitting at like forty-four thousand dollars. It was down about thirty-seven thousand dollars. What, what, what's going on, Jordan? I mean, I've got no explanation for it except that I think the, everyone is seeing. I think the narrative is changing, in my opinion, that we are seeing what's happening in Russia. We're seeing what's happening in Ukraine, and people are realizing that. The currency that they can trust is Bitcoin, because what is the the Russian ruble has fallen off a cliff uh, in the past few days, and there's been a run on banks, and there is queues outside ATMs trying to get money out of their bank accounts. In Russia. Yeah, in Russia. You can actually see that. Interesting. So another thing that was raised was. Russia could, if it wanted to, because it's now been excluded from the SWIFT system, 
and they're, I love the way they're going after all the oligarchs as well, mm-hmm. is it could price a barrel of oil in US dollars as normal and Bitcoin and say, pay us any way you want. Yeah. Now, that's the one that really worries America. If you think about it, America goes to war with anyone or tries to knock off anyone who messes with them being the global reserve currency. You just look look what happened with Chavez in Venezuela. You need to look at uh, Libya, uh, Gaddafi, Iran. When they, when they do that, when anyone has a go at that, America just slices them at the knees. Mm-hmm. Now this is if he goes back to them, they've 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 created they've created the taking taking these big banks off the SWIFT system. If he goes back to them and says that's fine, I'll just have everything price in Bitcoin. That's him again sticking two fingers up to America to say that's well, we don't want your dollars, we'll just have Bitcoin. What does America do then? And I think this is this brings us on to why we're doing this podcast. Because think mm-hmm. about it. America wants to, everybody wants to rule the world. Well, America does. And as a consequence of that, it's all about the dollar. Petrodollar, la di da di da If you say, oh, we're not going to buy your dollar, we're not going to trade in your dollar, we don't really want it, we want this digital asset called Bitcoin, which we don't need SWIFT for, America has to act. It can't have Americans all the Bitcoiners and, and all the crypto enthusiasts in America buying crypto and then out and able to do stuff out with the, the normal SWIFT system. That's scary. I think we've always said this, that the fiat system, so the dollar, is run by, like the defense of it, is run by the military as well. Yeah. And like they yes. want to defend the dollar. So yeah, like the scary thing is their way of defending the dollar is using the military. So I, I don't want to think about it, what they could do to re- retaliate if that was to become reality is re- Russia moving on to some sort of Bitcoin standard or pricing oil in Bitcoin, then there will be a retaliation, which scares me a lot. Well, if you think about it, 50 or 60 years ago, it used to be called the Ministry of War, the War Department. Mm-hmm. Now it's called the Department for Def- Department of Defence. And it's all about defending the dollar. And that's what yeah. these big aircraft carriers. But right now, these aircraft carriers, America's power is absolutely no use because the minute it shows it, we're now in nuclear territory. Yeah. I think I think the chess game that he's playing is pretty powerful, and unfortunately, Ukraine is the pawn that has been sacrificed right yeah. now. Hundred percent. This is what we said in the last podcast. This is not about some land in Ukraine. This is a much bigger game that is getting played, and it's about the American dollar. And at the moment. In my opinion, Russia's winning because because the dollar is losing its value and people are waking up and realizing that this isn't the the strongest currency in the world. Okay, so if I was sitting in the UK right now or America, at some point 
if Bitcoin does come into, and it's interesting, again, we're talking about Bitcoin, and we noted today that all the altcoins, Ethereum and Cardano, etc., nothing's happening with them. They're not, they're not pumping. All the money is going to Bitcoin. In that if Bitcoin does come into play here in a bigger sense, and you're holding, imagine you were holding one Bitcoin on your crypto.com or your Kraken app, and then the UK government comes out and says, I'm sorry, but uh, crypto.com, Kraken, all these exchanges, stop trading now. If you've got it on there, you can't get it off. Yeah. So that, this uh, is where the wallet it becomes so important. Yeah. And this is what we talk about. There's a big saying in cryptocurrency, and it's not your keys, not your crypto. And what that means is when you have your money on an exchange, you do not have the keys to this. The exchange have the keys to it. Whereas if you put your money into a different wallet called a non-custodial one, then you get the keys to this and it is your crypto. You're the only one that can access it. That sounds quite scary when you say that, when you talk about, so th this reminds me of, if I go to the bank in the high street and I go mm -hmm. into the bank and I use my card and I take out 100 pounds and then I put that in my wallet and my wallet is in my pocket. So that's, I've got, I'm, it's custodial for me but it's non-custodial for the bank. So if, if my bank isn't, if my money's in my bank account, that's custodial. Yes. The minute I go to the cash line and take a hundred pounds out and put that cash or that asset in my uh, leather wallet in my pocket, it becomes non-custodial for them and custodial for me. And I think that's the way people need to understand what that means. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it as well. Thanks very much. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that, Professor. <laughs> um, I think that makes it simple and for people to understand the difference between these because you need to know the difference. If you've got your money sitting on an exchange and you think it's, it is relatively safe, but it's not the way crypto was designed. Crypto was designed for you to have the custody of your crypto. And that is that means moving it from these exchanges into your own custody. Yeah. And I think that's that's another great point you've made in that that that's the way crypto was designed. It wasn't designed to sit on somewhere central. It was mm -hmm. you've got it, I've got it in my wallet. If I want to pay you on the other side of the world or send money to you or pay my plumber, then I, I do it straight to that person yeah. or straight to that wallet. Yeah, exactly. Um, I see exchanges like crypto.com. They, they are the gateway into cryptocurrency. And that's how I can convert my money into cryptocurrency from pounds to cryptocurrency and then i will move it into a non-custodial wallet off of there okay so so they're the facilitators but but the, here's here's the here's the issue i think that people need to be aware of uh, and that no one's really discussing so let's say it, whether it's crypto.com or whether it's kraken that's the two that i'm i'm sort of all fee with if 
the UK government turns around, or the US government, and turns around and says, you cannot, so it would instruct the banks, it would say to the banks, you cannot send any money to any crypto exchanges. Anyone that tries to do it, stop them dead. And we know, we've already seen that in the UK. I've tried to move money and it's like, God, it's so painful. And then what they could do is say, we will not allow you to take money off your exchanges and put it in the bank. That's the danger for everyone in crypto right now and you should be aware of it. Don't think for a minute the UK government or the US government will not turn around and not stop those on and off ramps for your, your pounds or your dollars. And then you then you are, then you are truly crypto because you've got your money on your wallet. And if I want to start trading, and that's how I'm going to trade with you. And I ain't going to use the bank, but they, what they could do is starve you the opportunity to buy more. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm trying to think of ways around what you would do in that situation. Like, would you have to take cash out? And then how can you convert cash into cryptocurrency? I know some ATMs, you can do that. But there, ultimately, there will be some banks that will still allow this. They'll be crypto friendly, I believe anyway. But, but it doesn't make any difference. So where, if you go to Revolut, Revolut allows you to to buy cryptocurrency as, as a kind of, and you can have crypto and you can have pounds, shillings and pence. If the UK government or whatever governments turn around and say, you cannot, so stop trading and stop selling crypto, that means you, you cannot get your money on to buy Bitcoin. And I wonder now, Jordan, the fact that Bitcoin is pumping so hard um, up about $5,000 is because of the run in the banks in places like Russia where they're like, I'm getting my money out and I'm getting it into crypto. And I just wonder if people are saying I'm getting it in now because I might not be able to get it in. Yeah, I think no, that's, that's exactly why there's a run on the banks because people are seeing that assets are getting frozen. They're getting switched off from the swift system so they're taking their cash out and obviously they don't want to they don't want to hold this money as well well the money in their bank the ruble but what is it going down is it 70 percent or something it's ridiculous there's something ridiculous um in the past few weeks and yeah they're finding a sound sound money which is bitcoin so one of the stats from when they very first invaded Ukraine was that the cryptocurrency exchanges tripled their volume when this happened. So there was three times as much people buying cryptocurrency in Ukraine when this invasion happened. Well, you know, even if you've got, so let's say you look at crypto.com, which is the exchange that we kind of promote and the one that we're in partnership with it's based in singapore it's based in gibraltar it's got matt damon on in the usa on its crypto.com advert it's now it's now sponsored the big stadium the crypto.com stadium but at some point if the america i don't know how the american government actually does it how does the american government say to people around the world stop stop doing it because they can't tell Singapore unless no. Singapore says I'm going to shut you down yeah exactly I think it has to be in the is it jurisdiction of that country and it's like what we've seen this week 
So American regulators or American authorities asked Coinbase to tar- or freeze Russian civilians' Coinbase accounts. And Coin- Coinbase's response was, no, they're not going to, I'm going to read this, this is a quote, they're not going to punish ordinary Russian citizens who are enduring historic currency destabilization as a result of their government's aggression against a democratic neighbor. I think that was a great way of putting it. And it also shows back to your point that because Coinbase is based in the USA, they aren't really going to um, mess with other countries. You know, I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Now, if you look at the European Union, it's very, I've never seen the European Union so aligned with each other. Mm-hmm. And if Putin, uh, I, keep, I keep meaning to say Rasputin, he was a bad <laughs> one as well. If Putin decides he wants to go down the Bitcoin route and price a barrel of oil in the Bitcoin, say, pay me Bitcoin or pay me dollars, there's nothing to say the European Union, as a block, would just say, right, anything to do with Bitcoin, we are freezing that. Because the last thing they want is anyone to pay them in Bitcoin. So don't. I, I think everyone needs to be aware. I, I know Bitcoin is pumping just now, and I know that the sentiment seems to be for that in the market versus any other equities. But my fear or my worry is, well, what happens if he actually does that? Because... What you would want to do is protect your position and protecting your position for the EU means stop any anybody able to send Bitcoin to or from them, and that's via the exchanges. That wouldn't stop you or I sending Bitcoin to the Ukrainian people because mm-hmm. that's the beauty of Bitcoin or, or cryptocurrency in general. It can You can move outside, but you might not be able to get your money on or off the exchanges is my kind of play in this one. Yeah, that's one scenario anyway. And, yes. And it's whether, it's how they react to it. It's say Russia do do this, do move, start pricing stuff in Bitcoin. So there's going to be two scenarios. Either we embrace it and we have to move on to Bitcoin as well to be able to interact with them. Or we're going to go on the defensive, which probably more likely and they will, one thing to be careful is they will turn the media against cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. So that's one thing to be careful of is that this is all noise in the grand scheme of things. It's these states just being overpowerful, trying to control their power, but they're going to turn the media against cryptocurrency. They will say crypto is funding war, um, all of these headlines, I imagine, will come out at some point if Russia is weird go down though. this route. It's weird because Colorado, the governor of Colorado, just came out and said it's okay to pay your taxes in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So they'll accept Bitcoin for their taxes in Colorado. The 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 I think Texas is now the senior mining. Uh, jurisdiction in the world now for Bitcoin mining. And I, the, I listened to a podcast where someone said, well, if they wanted to switch it off, uh, they, could, they could put a serious dent in the hash rate of Bitcoin if they would 
instructed Texas to do that. But then Texas isn't going to do that. No, Texas is going to tell him to chance. get stuffed. You've yeah. got Senator Ted Cruz down there in Texas. He's he's in standing up in stages talking about Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a war within America. So you've got the inter and intra Bitcoin war going on right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And this is this is all happening with this shift. This new, I guess it is a revolution, kind of peaceful at the moment. Um, yeah, but. We are in the shift and people are more people are realizing, especially look, with the inflation rates rocketing and ev- they're going to go up even more now that yeah. we are in this conflict. They, there's no doubt that inflation is going to go up more because we need to turn the money printers back on if we do, if, if this does escalate, that is. So people are going to look to a different currency and that different currency will be some type of crypto. All right, then. So based on that, let's get back to non-custodial wallets or non-custodial and yeah. an exchange isn't, doesn't have custody. How do, we, how do we get it from exchanges over to, for example, a crypto.com wallet? What have we got to do? So there's many different wallets and you will be opening multiple different wallets and non-custodial wallets. I... I think I've got maybe, <laughs> I don't know, maybe five or six non-custodial wallets, which, yes, that does mean that you need these seed phrases for each single one. And when I say a seed phrase, that is essentially the, the password, the recovery fa- phrase for your account. And this comes in... 12 words randomly generated out of a list of 2048 random words. And this thing is, if you want to Google it, it's called BIP39. And these words are randomly generated to your account. And this is how you access it. So this is a fun fact for people that out of these 2048 words, there is enormous amount of possibilities and it doesn't even have a number it doesn't have like a million a trillion it's got 39 digits in it and to put this in comparison so it has 39 digits in this number and one trillion has 13 digits that makes it almost impossible for anyone to guess it so if i go into my if I go into one of my wallets, so you've got you've, you've got Coinbase wallets. So these are also these are hot wallets, aren't they? In that they're online. So yeah. it's not as if I've got my ledger or the trezor and it's in my pocket, you know, like, like a little hard hard drive. These are actually online. Mm-hmm. So your wallet is online, but it's not on an exchange. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so, so it's a bit like having Remember uh, they used to break into banks like the, the hat and grand and you go to you get a safety deposit box. And if you yeah. walk into the safety deposit box bank, there's like 100 safety deposit boxes. Yeah. But you're the only person with that key to get in there. Yeah. So to get in the door, they, they do a biometric. You've got to access it that way. They've got to verify who you are. Then you go into the little room 
and then you're allowed to, with your key to open your safety deposit box. That's kind of what the hot wall is like. Yeah. And that it's not a safe in your house. It's part of a load of uh, boxes that are sitting there and only, only you've got the key. Yeah. Only the person with the 12 word seed phrase can access this account. Yes, it's impossible no for anyone else to access it. Okay, but you're right. So it's a 12 seed phase, 12 word seed phrase. That's the only person. So you open your wallet. So you go to Coinbase or crypto.com or Trust or Edge. There's so many of them out there. And you sign up just as you were signing up for an exchange or an app. So that's you in. They then want to check who you are. So there's a little bit of verification. Then they'll ask you to set up a passcode. So you can set up a passcode. If you've got one of these fancy Apple phones, they'll, they'll ask you, do you want to enable Face ID? So you've got Face ID. Then they'll ask you, do you want to do enable two-factor authentication via Google? And we've discussed that before. So right away, on your wallet, so it's a, on this app, on your phone or on your uh, iPad, etc., you've got three layers of security. Then, so as you, you've logged in, hi, it's Jim here. It's not Jordan, it's definitely Jim. Look at my face. Here's my passcode. Oh, you want the 2FA? Hold on and I'll go to Google. Bish, bosh, bash. I've put the six numbers in. Wow. Then it comes to your point, Jordan. It says, to properly protect this, we're going to give you 12 words. And that's it's those 12 words that are the, the key to that wallet, isn't it? Yeah, and they, that's what you need. Say you lose your phone and, I don't know, you drop it in the ocean and you can't get it back. If you have those 12 words, you can get all your crypto. It's all there. You can get in your phone and sign in again. If you don't have those 12 words, you can't do that. And, yeah, your crypto's at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> And, and the 12 words, so what it will do is, when you go on and it says, create your 12-word phrase, you don't do it. What it does is it takes it from that word bank you were talking about, and it will say to you, are you being watched? No. Keep your phone private. Be somewhere private. Uh-huh. And then you write them down. And it won't say, it won't be something, a sentence like, Jordan is a silly Billy and wears a silly hat. It will be something like, it will say, table. Microphone, handkerchief, guitar, heart. It'll be completely random words. You're like, what is all this about? You write them down one to 12, and then it will say, have you memorized these words? Have you got these words somewhere safe? Never share them with anyone. Because ultimately, what those 12 words are, are the keys. That's the, when we were talking, that's the keys to your crypto. So you either memorize it in your memory, or you write it down somewhere, which they say you shouldn't do, but you've got to. But you've got to have that. Otherwise, right. as you say, if your phone's goosed or something happens, you'll never get your crypto again. Yeah. And one thing I want to say is never screenshot it. A lot of people go to screenshotting. Never do that because as soon as you click that screenshot, it goes on your phone. It also goes onto an Apple server. So your phone is hackable, but also Apple is centralized. It's hackable. Yeah. So that iCloud, anyone can hack it if they're good enough. 
Okay, or save it in your notes. Or save it, yeah. <laughs> so you go on there, you choose your wallet. We use crypto.com as one of our wallets. You you download the wallet. All I know how to do is I've never used an Android phone, but I know I can do it on my Apple phone. And then um, I set it up. I set up my, all my security on it, just as you would normally do with a banking app, a passcode, or then it knows my face. It's tied into Google, the 2FA. It's really important. And then you've got your 12-word seed phrase, which you've just put down. What it will then ask you to do is you type the seed phrase back in. Mm-hmm. So it will give you it. It will say, have you got it? And you'll say yes. And it will say, right, you type it back in in the correct order. Or it will give you the word bank, of 12 of them, and it will tell you to tap on them, as in that's number one, that's number two. Once it is happy that you've got that, then it says, are you happy yet? Boom, that's you set up. And that wallet is almost, almost impregnable, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then when you have when you have all that set up, it's just a matter of now moving your crypto from these exchanges into these non-custodial wallets. And yeah. yes, not all non-custodial wallets are compatible with every network. So that's why I have different wallets for different coins. So I keep my Cardano in one wallet that I'm able to stake directly in the Cardano network. And then I keep my Bitcoin in a different one where I just know it's secure in there. And I I have maybe one or two more that I keep crypto in. This is maybe a scattered approach but I also think it's a good approach that you don't have it all in one place. So you're right, Jordan. You're absolutely right. And here, here's the difference. Normally, we were brought up to have, you have one bank and people normally stay with that bank for their life. Mm-hmm. It's changing nowadays with you know things like Starling and Monzo and Revolut. But it would normally be your bank with the Bank of Scotland, the Royal Bank of Scotland, Santander, Barclays, whatever it was, and that was your bank, and you kind of kept it there, and you you felt that was the way it was secure. But actually, with crypto, it's not a bad idea, as you say, to have it over three wallets, three different exchanges, in case one of them gets hacked, or one of them gets shut down. So you've got a blend, and that's what I do, if it helps people. I've got a blend of my crypto over four wallets. Mm-hmm. And, and I work on the premise that if one of them goes down for whatever reason, I've got three still standing. Yeah. I mean, they can't go down, but if you forget maybe, or you lose one of the seed phrases, yes, um, you've still got more. Because like, if crypto.com went down, you've still got these seed phrases where you can access it somewhere else. Yes. And then I, that just reminded me, Someone was talking to me this week about BlockFi, Nexus, Celsius. And I think they were thinking that these are non-custodial. Um, but these are definitely not. They, they are custodial. And that's why you can get these, you can get really good interest rates on them. So I'm not saying there's they're a bad thing though. Like you can put a percentage of your portfolio towards this but just one that you're happy to have on a centralized system and that's the yep. same with 
crypto.com. I will yeah. keep some of my crypto in there. They have like an earn system where you can get interest on some of your crypto, but yeah. I only keep a certain percentage of what I own on there. Yeah. I, I, that's really interesting you brought that up so I use the crypto.com earn as well mm-hmm. and it will say would you like to so you could put five ethereum and they'll give you something like five percent on that if you if you log in with them for a month or three months mm-hmm. and so te- technically they've got control of that yeah and that's a bit scary uh, especially just now but at the moment it will give you it'll give you a little bit of passive income on your crypto. Okay, so you pick your wallet. That's up to you. We don't make any recommendations. Um, we've got two or three wallets. Um, if you if you do use the crypto.com wallet, you've got the crypto earn function. Um, you can actually do that in the wallet as well. It's not very good though in terms yeah, of the... Can, yeah, in it's, the non-custodial, the DeFi wallet. Yeah, you do that. yeah. yeah. Um, and then that's you. You've got your you've got your security. You've got your twelve word seed phrase. That's you. Got a wallet that for it's a wallet for life, and it's a wallet that will sit there on on the on the internet. And you, at some point in the future, what will happen is you will use that wallet if you decide if crypto becomes more popular, you'll be able to pay people directly for stuff. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to transfer money. You know, when people are transferring money in Canada. When they were transferring money to for the truckers, they were doing it from their wallet. They were sending like 0.0001 Bitcoin to the, the address, the trucker address, and it was just all getting sent. That's why the banks and Trudeau hated it because they had no control over it. So, and that's we're we're seeing the exact same situation in Ukraine now because Ukraine yes. tweeted on their official Twitter account. We're accepting donations to these two addresses, and they put a Bitcoin address and an Ethereum address. And as far as I'm aware at the moment, I know the Bitcoin address has roughly $15 million in it. And I'm not sure about the Ethereum one, but that that shows where the world's going. They're asking yeah. for money in cryptocurrency to help them defend themselves. And I think the nice thing is that people are responding to that. What I mean, one singular person donated one million uh, Bitcoin or one million dollars worth of Bitcoin. So you've got fifteen million dollars. That's a lot of money. The interesting thing is Ukraine have used it. Russia hasn't yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, quite an in-depth one there. So there's a lot going on in the Bitcoin world, and then actually picking a non-custodial wallet or um, and and which is which is really weird because it's actually a custodial wallet it's non-custodial we need to get this across it's non-custodial and that the exchange isn't custodial it's custodial because it's in your pocket and your 12 word seed phrase has got that for life and you can travel around any country you can go to mars with it in your head (laughs) all right so what's your thoughts coming up towards the weekend in terms of uh where what's going to happen and where we're going because big big something like 30 30 kilometers worth of armored trucks and tanks have been are heading towards the capital of ukraine for this weekend and i find that extremely scary which again yeah. i don't understand why bitcoin's bumping uh, pumping 
everything should be going down the toilet and we should all be terrified. Mm-hmm. But these markets are still on the go. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I honestly don't know what's going to happen. It's so hard. I've never been in these sort of situations before. But I think people are just realising now that the only currency that they can trust is a digital one that doesn't have any human interference. Um, so I think that's why we're pumping and why Bitcoin's going up because people in Ukraine can hold or in Russia can hold Bitcoin and they know that it can't get influenced by politics and crazy leaders in charge. Yeah, that's my stand. I don't really know. <laughs> okay, so let's see where it goes. Um, folks, if you do have cryptocurrency, and I, I had to do it this, over the last couple of weeks, is get it off exchanges, get it into a wallet of your choice. Um, we'll help you. If you, need it, if you need any more information, just contact us uh, at the bottom of the pod. There's addresses. Mm-hmm. Contact us and we'll, we won't help you individually, but what we'll do is we'll, we'll discuss it more and, and any points that, that you've been stuck at. Yeah, exactly. All right, Jordan, you enjoy the rest of the time, uh, rest of your day and sunny. Is it sunny down there in Mexico? Uh, I haven't actually opened the blinds. <laughs> I do hope you're going to bring, when you come back to Scotland and read and lead the Scottish Democratic Bitcoin Party. <laughs> should I, I think we should it? form that. We should form, we should form a political party at the next set of elections and just have some fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Of course, the media will go through your go through all your bins and find out all the all all the see all the bad things you've done in life. That's the first thing that will be up there. <laughs> it won't be crusading young man starts. It will be we'll find that we speak we'll speak to all your friends at school and find out what you did wrong and how many times you felt. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, everyone, um, stay safe and um, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Yeah, very. <sighs> This one was very different to usual, but I think it needed to be done. And people need to know the difference between these and yeah, where where it is your cryptocurrency is safe. Um, And that is non-custodial wallets. Adios, senor. (laughs) Adios. (laughs) Bye-bye.